0: welcome to this episode of the goose call today we're going to follow up on goose talks listen learn launch a community feedback process that helps us best understand the needs of our giants and adjust based on highest areas of concern
1: people just don't know all there is to know about goose creek schools in this district we grow giants
0: welcome to the goose call the juice of the goose Goose Talk series continues as we address our community concerns. Today, we're gonna talk about another concern on the Goose Talk list, students having enough time to eat lunch and the taste and food in our cafeteria. So welcome, we have with us today, Natalie Edwards, our Director of Nutrition Services, Jose Sines, our Registered Dietitian for Goose Creek CISD and Amanda Kendington, our Coordinator for Healthy Community Schools. Welcome.
2: Thank you. Thanks
1: for having us.
0: All right, well, let's start with just the taste in food in general. Some challenges that you face when creating menus and, you know, managing all of our students' tastes. How do you develop those menus? What challenges do you face? And what are we doing to work towards the best menu possible for our students?
1: Yeah, so when it comes to menu planning, it's uh, it's more complicated than it sounds because there's so many moving parts that go into it. Because on the one hand, you want to cater as best as you can to the kids' preferences, which includes, you know, their cultural context, all the things that they're familiar with, foods that they already eat at home, those sorts of things. Then you also have to consider the equipment that we have on hand, right, and the staff, um, those are issues that that we deal with on a daily basis. For example, if it's a smaller kitchen, you can't offer as many things, or if they don't have as much equipment, just certain foods that are not able to cook. So just the, the staff and the kitchen layout are also important considerations. Then, of course, what is most restrictive probably would be the USDA guidelines. Sure. And those are those are the most important things that we have to make sure we're following. So the government makes us follow so that they're ensuring that we're not only providing the kids with all the nutrients and things that they need. So the USDA <coughs> guidelines, because those ensure that we're providing the kids with all the nutrients that they need. Right. And they tend to be somewhat restrictive and definitely more restrictive than the food that you'll find in restaurants and fast food joints. For example, we offer 100% whole grain options. All the grains we offer are all whole grain. That means we don't offer white breads or white pastas. It's all going to be whole grain, whole wheat type of stuff, which has a bit of a different texture than refined grain things. And if you're not used to it, of course, it's not going to be something that you're going to like a lot. Um, Sodium content also is restricted on as well we can't offer things that are very high in sodium um, as well as saturated fat Right, we have to offer out of all the total daily galleries we uh, provide to the kids through our food less than 10 percent of that has to be saturated fat so if you're someone who's used to foods that are very salty or a little higher in fat which is what makes food taste really good mm-hmm. then of course when you come to school it's it's going to be a little difficult adapting your taste profile to the foods that we offer since we're restricted a lot by the nutrients we can provide to the kids.
0: Awesome. Yeah. That explains a lot. You know, you hear often, you know, we need more salt. This needs butter on it. And that's where it gets complex is what we're actually able to offer based on guidelines. You know, I have two kids and, um, They will love chicken nuggets one day and hate it the next. So the challenge to do that for 24,000 students, I can't even fathom. I can't even cook dinner for my two kids. So, you know, it's a constant battle. Our goal for Goose Talks is to talk about what students enjoy eating the most, and then make adjustments based on that feedback. I know we do a survey each year. I know we've had conversations about what we can do, but how are we planning on getting that feedback and and taking that into account when making choices?
3: Okay, so we do do student surveys, online surveys for grades 6 through 12. Mm -hmm. We also have in-person focus groups. We have a district chef, Francesca Bland, who's not here with us today, but she and Jose work together and they will sit down and have face-to-face meetings with students and even include some taste testing just Mm -hmm. to get how their reaction to certain foods and to talk to them. They generally do this during the students' lunch period so they can actually eat something that is on our menu with the students and get their feedback at that time. So we're able to take that feedback, um, and Jose uses it. He generally plans the menu in the summer. So we get that feedback in the spring, and if it's something that they've had in the fall and he's talked to them and they do not like it and he can change it, he takes those items off immediately. If it's something we can add, he adds on to it. So we do try to interact with the kids as much as possible, And because sometimes, you know, we're dealing with kids, so online surveys can be, get silly answers or a little misleading. So the face-to-face meetings do help a lot. And we rotate, we do elementaries all over the city, and we uh, touch bases with our secondary students as well.
0: So what foods would you say the kids enjoy eating the most? What are the hot menu items? I think I can answer just in looking, but I want to hear from you guys.
3: I think you know, you know, their favorites are pizza, chicken Mm -hmm. sandwiches, nachos, um, hamburgers or cheeseburgers. The one, the most home style item they like that we serve is a potato bowl, but Mm -hmm. it's like mashed potatoes with popcorn chicken. That's what I was going to say. That's the one.
0: They love that day. Yep. Yep. Awesome. Um, So a a big part of it, and you kind of hit on this earlier, is the education piece and the healthy habits at home. So what can parents do to to educate their kids on healthy eating habits?
1: Yeah, so I would say that the best thing a parent can do um, would be to just introduce kids to new foods and offer your kids fresh fruits and vegetables. You know, I I have a little fruit bowl on the counter that a kid can just go and grab a fresh apple or a fresh banana from whenever they feel like they want a snack, right? Rather than offering them sweeter things like pastries and those sorts of things, offering them fresh fruits, have cut up fresh vegetables in the fridge that are just easy for the kids to just go and grab and snack on those sorts of things. Or even having nights where you just try a new food together as a family, right? Which is super important because if your child never sees you as a parent eating these foods, you know, they look up to you as a role model, right? So if, if you're not eating those foods, they're not going to eat it either. So just acting as a family together to try new and healthy things, explore all these different flavor profiles that, that foods have to offer, I think would be the best thing because we eat all the time, right? Whether they're at school or not, I mean, food's going to be there, right? So th- that's what I think would be the best thing that uh, for kids to, to get accustomed to the things that we are already offering because what we offer is healthy, right? But if they're not used to these sorts of foods here at school – you know, it's going to, like I said earlier, it's going to be difficult for them to try them.
0: Awesome. You know, tell me if this is true. Okay. I read this stat in my search. I've touched on my kids Mm -hmm. once and I'm going to say it again, because I know every parent has experienced this. Is it true that you have to introduce your kid to a certain food group seven times before they can fully understand the taste and be open to actually eating it?
1: Yeah. 100% true. That's yeah, exactly. You have to just show it to them seven yeah. times. I've heard 13 actually in the past. Okay. Well, there so. you go. That, that,
0: that's tracking a little bit more for our family, you know? Yeah. Uh, but you know, I, you get frustrated cause it's like you put broccoli out and it's like, they don't eat it. Well, then you don't cook it again. So that was a big shift in our, in our home. It's like, no, we just got to keep, mm-hmm. keep introducing, keep introducing. So I thought that was interesting and I'm glad you confirm it. I'm glad you said 13 cause I'm like, well, our home is above the average. So awesome. We know you work hard for your community. That's why Community Resource Credit Union is giving back with a new type of mortgage designed specifically for first responders, healthcare, and education professionals. The Community Hero Mortgage offers zero down payment, no lender fees, and no private mortgage insurance required. Go to crcu.org slash community hero to apply today. Okay, so Amanda, having enough time to eat lunch, that was the, the goal for the SHAC committee. So, first off, can you just explain SHAC? What does, you know, the SHAC committee do? And, you know, it's it's very fitting. It's the perfect goal for, you know, our Goose Talks concern. Uh, it aligns perfectly, which we didn't even know about. So, can you kind of just talk about what SHAC is, what, what that
2: committee does? Definitely. Um, the Local School Health Advisory Council, or SHAC, is um, a board-appointed um, members- membership council and it's made up of parents, campus representative, district representatives that all come together and we discuss school health issues. And a matter of fact, um, we've just developed a wellness plan that goes along with the board approved wellness goals. And we're tracking things such as the amount of time um, that is, should be sufficient enough time for students to eat meals in the cafeteria. Awesome. What other kind of things
0: do, is it, what are they addressed in the wellness plan?
2: In the wellness plan, um, it's definitely, uh, we this, the, this particular goal falls under other school-based activities, um, but definitely touches on physical activity um, goals and nutrition promotion goals. So going along with um, just healthy eating, promoting healthy eating in the cafeteria around the school, creating healthier environments overall for our students and staff. Awesome. So, in regards to amount of time to eat, what I
0: know you and your team have done just an evaluation. Jose, you were in part of that, correct? Mm-hmm. Just right. yeah, on what that process looks like. So what are some specific challenges that we're already facing that we know about?
2: So um in matter of fact, this specific objective that we came up with in the, the wellness plan itself, we looked at studies and studies shown that if um we provide students at least 20 minutes of seat time and there's a difference between the transition time and the seat time um if we're allowing them that seat time of 20 minutes then they're there's going to be increased food consumption and then they're going to get the key nutrients that they need but challenges particularly that we noticed uh, nutrition services hosted uh shack members uh, last year at several schools we went to elementary junior high and high schools and um We were educated on nutrition services as a whole. I learned a lot, and we appreciate uh, nutrition services hosting us at at those schools. But overall, the members really found that um, it was transition times. It was routines that were cutting into the time allotted. So the master schedule allotted for a certain amount of minutes, but once we got in there, we timed students from the time they got their tray um, until the time they sat down, actually, until the time they finished eating. And it it varied from school to school, from campus to campus. And so um, that was one of the the objectives that we really wanted to to target uh, this year to work with the campuses and provide recommendations for. Awesome. So what are we doing to reach this goal? So as a part of the wellness plan again, uh, we we have tracked some specific um, benchmarks or actions that uh, we're taking. administrative guidelines um, that we are working with campus administrators to make sure that there are routines in place during lunch um, so that way, you know, we can make sure that the transition time isn't cutting into the eating time, the time standing in line, that we're doing things, we definitely want to make sure that the students are enjoying lunch, so we want them to be able to socialize, but we want to make sure that that's not taking up all of, the, of their time either. So it's important also that the campus administrators are monitoring the students while they're eating as well sure. and making sure that, hey, you know, you need to make sure that you're eating your food, just kind of, you know, uh, establishing those routines throughout the year. Just, again, just so that way we can make sure that that environment is something that's positive and um, that they're getting the healthy options that they required uh, to to be offered and then um, that we can reach our our overall goal for the shack and the wellness plan, which is making sure that our students are provided those opportunities to have those healthy options in a sufficient amount of time.
0: Sure. Yeah. And you know, um, we're working on this goal. You and I are are working on it constantly. Uh, We met with assistant principals yesterday and you know, I was an assistant principal for five years and no one, we never had a brainstorm session on how do we get kids through the lines quickly, safely, Same thing you're talking about. So I think just opening that dialogue and brainstorming, how do you do it at your campus? What are your challenges? What can we do to overcome those challenges? Those are all key things that, you know, because of Goose Talks, we're being kind of forced to look at in a holistic view. So I'm excited about, you know, what this is going to bring. I know, you know, it's been interesting. Again, I've never talked to nutrition services about federal guidelines or, you know, nutrition requirements same thing with you know time to eat so i we appreciate all the work that you guys are already doing um with providing our kids the best possible breakfast and lunch um at our schools so we appreciate appreciate you guys a lot thank you thank Thank you. you yeah all right thank you amanda jose and natalie for your commitment to this work and joining our charge to address community concerns Thank you for listening and thank you Community Resource Credit Union for sponsoring this episode of The Goose Call.